In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. These words of Jesus that we heard in the Gospel today are some of the most intense words, we could say, of the whole Gospel. Because these are the words after it reached a, a climactic moment when after the Last Supper, Jesus washed the Apostles' feet. He had given them His body and blood in the form of bread and wine. Judas had left to betray Him. And he was about to enter into his passion. And so at this climactic moment, we see Jesus going to speak to his father in private. But a lot of the time, actually most of the time, when the scripture says that Jesus went to go speak to his father, we have no idea what he said. So we have no idea what his relationship with God was like, except for this verse. This is one of only two times in the gospel where we hear the words of Christ that he spoke to his father. This is the longest thing that we heard that he spoke to his father. And so at such an intense moment in his life, and his ministry, Jesus opens his heart completely to God his father. And the main thing on his heart we see from Christ is us. We are the ones that are on his heart. We are the ones that he is talking about, that he is thinking about at that moment. Because he says, I pray not only for my apostles who were there at the moment, but for those who will believe in them through their word. And we are those that have believed through the word of the apostles. And so Christ is praying for us. He is asking his father to help us because he knew himself how hard it was. Even though he is God incarnate, he faced challenges in his life and in his ministry. He faced a temptation and he knew that his apostles would also face a lot of temptation and he knows that we will also face it because like he describes later on in the prayer he says they are in the world and the world hates them yet they are not of the world just like I am not of the world and why it's because Christ came not to give us worldly satisfaction or worldly comfort that's not why he came he came to teach us about the world to come. And that was the main part of his message. He, he wanted to focus on that and he wants us also to focus on the world that is going to come, to not place all of our effort into this world which will pass away, but to place our effort in the world that will come. And this is obviously so challenging because we are living in this world and we are physical creatures. We see things and we have experiences and it's hard for us to focus on the spiritual aspect of our life, on our souls, and on where our soul is going to be after eternity, when we are faced with so many temporary circumstances in our lives, it's hard to think of, of eternity. And so Jesus not only teaches us how to do that, but he shows us how. And there's one thing that I wanna point out about how Christ shows us how to live in this way, how to live in the world, but to not be of the world at the same time. And it's what he does right before the prayer, how John describes it. it. says, this is very simple and you could just pass by it. But if we stop and pay attention to what this means and how we could apply this to our lives, it could have a great effect on our souls. It says that after he had said all those words before, it said that he looked up into heaven. He looked up to heaven. And we also, brothers and sisters, when we're living in this world should not just be looking at this world, but we should be walking in this world and looking up into heaven at the same time. 
having our eyes fixed on God Himself, having our eyes fixed on what is most important in life, which is the salvation of our souls. This is something obviously that is hard to do. It's very hard given all of the temptations that we face, given the sufferings that we go through in this world. And so a lot of the saints have taken this concept and have given us beautiful images to, to help us understand these things. And I want to share with you one of my favorite images about how to understand this and about how to live it. And it was written by St. Francis de Sales, who was one of the spiritual masters of the, of the church's tradition. And he wrote this in a book that he calls Introduction to the Devout Life. The book is about how holiness is not just for priests and monks and nuns, but how holiness is for everybody. And so he writes very practical guides about how people that are living in the secular world that are not priests and uh, nuns and monks, how they can live a life of holiness. And one of the most beautiful images that he uses in the book, which is really related to this, about looking into heaven while we are on earth, he talks about, he wants us to imagine, and I want you to also imagine, if our life is like a, a child walking through a field with a bunch of trees where you are able to pick fruit. And so as we're walking through this life, like as a child walks through the field, the, the child has one hand in the hands of the Heavenly Father and the other hand picking fruit. And so while we have one hand with our Father and one hand in this world, he says that we should constantly, through the work that we do in this world, we should constantly be aware of God's presence in our lives and of God sustaining us. And so while we are doing whatever it is that we are doing in this world, we should always be thinking about God. We should always be realizing His presence in our lives and the state of our soul and where we are headed. That we're not just here to pick fruit, but we're here to follow God our Father. And so he says, there will be times where maybe we are so busy and we can't focus on God in the middle of our work. And so he says, then at that point, you should take time where you pause and don't do anything. You pause and you stop to pick fruit, but you pause and you contemplate God's mysteries. And you think about God's role in your life. And, and, and an example of this is, if you're so busy with work or school, to just take time and pause and to pray. It could be that you say a Hail Mary or you say a decade of the rosary when you're working. How much better would it be when you want to take a break rather than um, opening your phone, going on social media and getting sucked into that world if you say a decade of the rosary. It takes two and a half minutes and you're so refreshed spiritually to go back and to work with a more clear mind. This is just one example of something you can do to pause and to reflect on God's presence in your life. He also talks about one thing that we are tempted to do, which if we go back to the, the image of having one hand with God and one hand picking fruit or doing whatever work we do in this world, he says we could be tempted and we will be tempted to say, I need both hands to do the work and to take our hand from the hand of God and to 
just pick fruit or to just do whatever it is that we are doing in this world. And he says, at that point, you will die. At that point, if you think that you can do without God more than with Him, you will die. And indeed, we do die when we think that we don't need God, when we don't need to pray, we don't need to go to Mass, we don't need to rely and trust on Him. When we do that, we submit ourselves completely to the temptation of the devil without any protection. And that's why, that's why he says you will die. And that's what it means to commit a mortal sin. We become so prone to committing sin without the grace of God that Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. And so what is the state of our souls? That is the question that we should ask ourselves. Where are we most focused now at this point in our lives? Are we most focused on this world? Or do we understand what the goal of our life is? That our goal in life is to get to heaven. And that only by the grace of God can we achieve this goal. While doing the work and uh, going to school for, for whatever it is that we have to do in order to be successful in this world. But always with the goal first of seeking first the kingdom of God. Which is the most important thing. That's what Christ wants us to do. That's what he did in this world. And that is what he came for. He came to give us the grace to live like that. So that as we live in this world, we can also live in full unity with God and have the strength to do His will and to be faithful to Him every moment of our life.